Today's feast day is St. Peter Claver, the slave of the slaves. He lived in the 1600s. He was a priest who understood the immorality of slavery, but he couldn't do anything about it. So he figured, at least I'll do what I can. I'll try to catechize, evangelize, and baptize slaves. So that's what he did his whole life. They say he baptized over 300,000 slaves. Used to hear over 5,000 confessions a year of just slaves. Now he'd be walking from plantation to plantation, exhorting the owners of the slaves to treat them humanely, let them receive the sacraments. 5,000 confessions a year. You do the math on that, that's about 15 a day. May not sound like a lot, but when you have to walk, it's not like the slaves are driving up to the confessional to the local parish. He's walking from plantation to plantation. And he'd stay on these plantations a couple days, a couple few days, and uh, the owners would offer him a nice, luxurious you know, room, and he'd say, no, I'm going to stay with the slaves. going to have two readings today, the epistles from Colossians, Colossians 3. St. Paul writes, Put ye on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the vows of mercy, kindness, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as the Lord has forgiven you, so do you also. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts, wherein also you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly. Repeat that one. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly. Remember, the word comes in scripture and tradition. Let it dwell in you. Okay. Consume your New Testament and your catechism every single day. The word of Christ will dwell in you. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. In psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles. Singing in grace in your hearts to God. All whatsoever you do in word or in work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You're making your morning offering, you're doing that. You're doing all in the name of Jesus by doing your morning offering. Very important every morning to make that morning offering. Our Gospel today is from Luke 6. Jesus speaks, he says, But I say to you that here, love your enemies, do good to them that hate you, bless them that curse you, pray for them that culminate you, and to him that striketh thee on one cheek, offer also the other, and him that taketh away from thee thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to everyone that asks you, and of him that takes away your goods, ask them not again. And as you would that men should do to you, do you also to them in like manner. And if you love them that love you, what thanks are to you? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them that do good to you, what thanks are to you? For sinners also do this. 
And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thanks are to you? For sinners also lend to sinners, for to receive as much. But love ye your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing thereby. And your reward shall be great, and you shall be the sons of the highest. For he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Be therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Given, it shall be given to you. Good measure, and pressed down, and shaken together, running over, shall they give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you shall meet out, it shall be measured to you again. The Baltimore Catechism lesson today is on the sacrament of matrimony. There's ten, ten answers to the questions I'm going to read you today. Today's Thursday. We do the Luminous Mysteries on Thursday. So uh, these are these ten answers to these questions are make great meditations for that decade. For the decade of uh, the wedding feast of Cana. Because you know there's two miracles at Cana. The miracle of turning water into wine. And also the greater miracle of turning marriage into a sacrament. So these are great meditations. These ten answers are great meditations for each Hail Mary on the wedding feast of Cana decade. Okay, here it goes. It says, The sacrament of matrimony is the sacrament which unites a Christian man and woman in lawful marriage. A Christian man and woman cannot be united in lawful marriage in any other way than by the sacrament of matrimony because Jesus raised marriage to the dignity of a sacrament. The bond of Christian marriage cannot be dissolved by any human power. The effects of a matrimony are three. Number one, to sanctify the love of husband and wife. It's called sacrificial love. Two, to give them grace to bear with each other's weaknesses. Three, to enable them to bring up their children in the fear and love of God. To receive the sacrament of matrimony worthily, it is necessary to be in the state of grace, and it is necessary also to comply with the laws of the church. The church alone has the right to make laws concerning the sacrament of marriage, though the state also has the right to make laws concerning the civil effects of the marriage contract. The Church forbids the marriage of Catholics with persons who have a different religion, or no religion at all, because such marriages generally lead to indifference, loss of faith, and to the neglect of the religious education of the children. So you might say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, I know people that are Catholic that are married to non-Catholics, what's going on? What's going on there is the Church is the one that's, if the Church makes the law, it can change the law. It, it, it could uh, give what they call... A dispensation, okay? So the, so the church has a law, a Catholic can't be married to a non-Catholic, but it dispenses from the law at the drop of a hat. General principle, but remember, if the church makes the law, it has the authority to, to uh, change the law or to not make it binding in certain circumstances. It says, many marriages prove unhappy because they are entered into hastily and without worthy motives. Christians should prepare for a holy and happy marriage years ahead of time by receiving the sacraments of confession and Holy Eucharist often, 
by begging God to grant them a pure intention and to direct their choice, and by seeking the advice of their parents and the blessings of their pastors.